1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Wrap Up Live. This is the official Raptors Republic live post-game show and podcast where we recap and we talk about the latest Raptors game you just watched. I'm your host, Sahal Abdi. I'm here with my good friend, Kyle Brickman. I know you guys missed him. You guys have been talking about him in the comments quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. My, my Jets have a – New York Jets have a better record than his 49ers, but we won't talk about that. Uh, this live show was produced by none other than our brand-new producer, um, kian haddad who's going to be doing all of our oh man he's a miami dolphins fan this is not good this is not good right now uh, i just found out our producer kian haddad's a miami dolphins fan this is not this is not a good start tonight your toronto raptors defeated the cleveland cavaliers in their home opener scotia bank arena was rocking tonight finished off 108 105 bringing the raptors record to one and in this brand new 2022 nba season Last but not least, if you love the Toronto Raptors, do us hardworking individuals, our Raptors Republic, a favor. Subscribe to the Raptors Republic YouTube um, and the Raptors Republic uh, podcast channel or the Rapcast wherever you're watching or listening. Kyle, what a game. Nerves. This is everything you want in a home opener. Very good Cleveland Cavaliers side. Um, A brand new all-star that they added to their team, Donovan Mitchell, to what was already a very... um, good and a very good a very talented cleveland cavaliers team now you have darius garland donovan mitchell you have the young kid isaac okoro who a lot of people have kind of forgot about a good balance um, to a guy who doesn't really do much offensively but isn't really asked to do much defensively can be a stalwart on some nights and then you have the young evan mobley who just like scotty barnes is going to be a fantastic player for years to come and then you have all-star Jared Allen, and then you got Kyrie Irving, and then you got a bunch of other guys that can contribute for the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is a, a very good Cavs team, and the Raptors um, beat a very good team. Kyle, with the way that game ended, goodness gracious, my nerves were going crazy. What do you think about the ending?
0: It, it's like a classic Raptors team from last year, too. Like everything is always a sweat. The games in which they're winning, they're going to let the other team back in, back within, like, 10 points for the last five minutes. And then the games they lose, they're always going to keep it within, like, you know, 15, and sometimes they'll come back and win. So this is this is honestly – it makes me excited for the year. They're, they're such an exciting young team. I get that, like, they're not – they still have a, lot, they have a lot of veterans, but they're generally a young team. Yeah. And um, honestly, the energy – in the stadium and especially like with the younger Raptors, Scotty maybe foremost is makes me so enthusiastic to be a Raptors fan. Next five years looks so good. He, that possession, and I get we're podcasters now, so we can't exactly go through so much tape, but the possession where Scotty basically generates three offensive rebounds through just hard work on the glass and kicks it out for an open three. That's like, that's the type of thing that, um, every single team in the entire league would want and not everyone like every star has the uh, sort of the drive to make those sort of possessions
1: happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Like th- there's sure. there's like a different mentality around this kid. So I, I appreciate like he um he's in everyone's face. He's yelling. I, I think I, I was almost worried at the the last play of the game there when he stole the ball and then managed to get a pass-off to, uh, I guess, was Precious to, to Duncan and I yeah. was almost worried that he got a tech because the play got blown. I thought he got teed up from running back up the court yelling. Um, he, he just has such an infectious energy. I'm so excited about this year, to be honest.
1: He took yeah, huge I mean, step. The way that game ended with the Precious Achua dunk and then Scotty Barnes raising his arms like he was running through a finish line, running around the court. Um, I love Scotty Barnes. The way that game ended, though, it was uh what's the best way to describe it it was a high octane chaos in the fourth quarter um fred if you going all the way back fred manfleets unselfish pass to gary trent when he was open himself in the corner gary hit a big three pascal's iso on donovan mitchell um in you thought well i thought it was going in that rimmed out um chetty osman he had an illegal screen late in the game flattened fred manfleet i mean some raptors fans were a little bit torn some thought it was a flop some thought that chetty gave him a little Little too much hip on that on that screen. Um, it could be both. Tr- yeah, it could. It could be really be actually.
0: both. Some sometimes people care. are so black and white with like it was a flop or, or it was like a legitimate call. You know, you put yeah. a guy in position where he can flop. That's on you. So yeah, it was a flop, but also like it, Jetty is wrong for allowing Fred to flop. Like you did something that you know if another good player is going to take advantage of. That's on you. You that you deserve a turnover. That's that.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Scotty Barnes, he did travel on that crucial play. Um, Were you shocked that Nick Nurse kind of let him be the ball handler on that, on that final play? Uh,
0: I don't know if shocked is the right word. I, I, I'm definitely, um, I'm encouraged. I I guess in a way I was shocked that he put so much faith in Scotty, but it's not shocked in a bad way. I'm not, I'm actually super enthusiastic about the prospect of, of Scotty being a lead ball handler. And I, You know, it just felt as a playmaker tonight. He was the guy who who sort of got the offense initiated almost better than anyone else. And I'd like to see him more of the second unit as the initiator. And it's it's nice to see Nurse putting the kind of faith in Scotty late in games to uh, to be a playmaker because really that's like that's one of his incredible like natural skill sets is actually as a playmaker. And and he does all these little things that we praise him for like the rebounding and the. The energy in the defense but he's a really really good playmaker that no look pass to og was beautiful that was like that should be clipped and I, nba should be reposting that right now if they haven't we need to yeah, get hit yeah. that on the nba instagram feed asa
1: yeah absolutely i feel like that's going to be something to come from scotty barnes for quite a while um after that travel the Cavs went to the free throw line they hit both on a play where pascal siakam got a sixth foul fouled out gave a little hip check. I guess you could call it that, to Donovan Mitchell. I mean, refs are just aren't going to allow that. If you, That's the good thing, I guess, as an offensive player. If you go baseline and you drive really hard baseline, especially for right-handed players, if you're on the uh, the weak side, you drive hard to the baseline. Um, if if they don't give you that space, if that defender doesn't give you that space, it just takes a little bit of a flop and, and you go out of bounds. Next thing you know, it's a foul. So Siakam fouled out. Um, you know, uh, Gary Trent Jr., unfortunately... <laughs> Went to the free throw line, missed his first free throw. This is where the nerves were really, really getting to me, at least, uh, Kyle. He missed his first free throw. Scotia Bank Arena was devastated. He did hit the second one. At this point, like I said, my nerves were going crazy. Uh, OG and an OB got his fourth foul. He fouled Karis Levert with four and a half seconds to go. He hit both free throws. Um, it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then finally, um, the Raptors broke that press. Scotty Barnes got it out to Precious with a final dunk i mean honestly i'm not going to nitpick kyle precious probably should have just held on to the ball but i mean it is what it is he did get his dunk um the raptors whatever. are one and oh everyone seems excited um in the live comments i'm sure if you're listening to this the, the next day and whether you're on in the morning uh commute to work or whatever it is you're excited your raptors are one and oh and they beat a very good cavaliers team a cavaliers team that by the way kyle they were missing their all-star Darius Garland, who went out um, with an eye injury. Um, what did you think about Donovan Mitchell picking up the slack for the Cavs uh, when Darius Garland went out with that eye injury?
0: Incredible, uh, especially as a playmaker. And yeah, I guess he was sort of asked that to do to do that a lot in Utah, but to sort of a, a differing degree because he always would play with Conley and Engels kind of had some playmaking juice. And they just ran a different offense in general. Uh, I thought he actually showed the amount of promise that like as a playmaker that could have him be like a full-time lead guard. Uh, I He seemed like a completely proficient uh, uh, and it wasn't necessarily just operating the high pick and roll, although a lot of it was high pick and roll stuff. He seemed to be genuinely um, interested in getting his teammates involved, like as a, as an emotional leader beyond just like hitting open looks. So I'm, uh, I'm proud of Donovan Mitchell, but I do want to go back to, uh, you're nitpicking on on precious on precious, you guys don't know i just want to point it out so he's like he's one of the most natural haters i've ever seen <laughs> he's, he's like he he's like one of one of the purest haters i've ever seen he's like dedicated yeah. his life to hating and this is like boucher obviously missed this game uh maybe this is the year of precious so i'm tracking this that was one against precious nice. and and we'll see where it goes because I can't have that. <laughs> Whatever. That's, he fair. That's
1: fair. That's fair. And Precious, to be quite honest, he didn't get um, you know much of an opportunity until late in the game. He was benched for quite a bit, Kyle. Um, in the starting lineup, he wasn't included. I mean, this was a, a storyline that Raptors fans have been following for quite a while. Um, is it going to be Precious in the starting lineup or is it going to be Gary Trent Jr.? Um, we even had a post on our Raptors Republic Instagram uh, of what fans thought. Most people thought Gary Trent Jr. and Nick Nurse did opt to go with Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., OGN and Obi, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal Siakam um, for, for the starting lineup. Um, the game started off with Gary getting hot. Like, he was not playing around, and there's a lot of pressure, Kyle. When you come into a game, it's the first game of the year. Um, remember, preseason, you're really just playing a quarter or a half of basketball. The fans, yes, they're crazy, but, I mean, when regular season hits and you're facing that competitive team, things change. The team looked so, so active defensively uh, in the first quarter. Some guys to highlight, Delano, Delano Banton looked great. Him and Christian Coloco came in with five minutes into the uh, five minutes left in the first quarter. I was not expecting that at all. Um, I do know my friend uh, Asad, who uh, I did have on a, on a previous wrap-up show. Um, he had a little blog that he posted about how he thought Christian Coloco was going to get some early minutes. So kudos to him. I mean, Chris Boucher was out tons of people uh raptors fans were talking about how um you know who's going to pick up the slack for chris boucher a lot of people just assumed it would be precious achua chris boucher was out coloco came in and man oh man like kyle this guy you know i thought i knew i kind of knew delano banton at this point would come in and carve out his role he's looked impressive the entire offseason, dating all the way back to the america cup but christian coloco coming in as a rookie and making that first impression kyle What did you think about the rookie coming in and stamping his ground for the Raptors?
0: It's nice to have a real rim protector, like a threat in the paint around the rim that's actually going to deter other teams. And he had a few blocks, but it's not even the, the actual contest stuff at the rim. It's that it changes the way... The Raptors are able to guard teams. It changes the way other teams actually attack the Raptors. When Coloco went into the game, it was like a layup line. It looked like warm-up. And uh, Mitchell was a lot of that, just getting downhill and getting to the basket so, so easily. Coloco altered things in a legitimate way. So, um, and that's just a defense man To be honest, it's nice to have a guy who's a serious roller, just screens Thank and rolls to the rim. He doesn't play yeah. around. He doesn't sort of like hang out in the middle space. He doesn't try to like fade to the three-point line. He just, he's setting the screen. And he's getting downhill to the rim. And that's, that. you kind of sometimes need that. And beyond that, and I know I just called you out for hating on Precious, but I do have to mention it. It's so nice to see a guy grab a rebound and just get it to a guard immediately. None of this, yeah. like I got to take the ball off the floor. What happens? Let's see what happens if I get a little, a little touch in in transition here. Like, what happens if I like maybe show off my handles? None of that. Just like catch the ball, hand it over to Fred VanVleet. I love that. They need more of that. Yeah, I think. Uh, I almost call <laughs> I call him Bo Cruz. Juancho uh, <laughs> did the same the same, the same thing. Juancho yeah. did the same thing. So I'm not sure if it's necessarily like this is the instruction with those two guys, or they're just new to the team and they're they're feeling it out. But it's. It's nice to see guys deterring to, or rather, deferring to like the lead guards or the Ziacon's the world. Those are the guys who should bring the ball to the court. It's one thing in transition. I don't like seeing Precious initiate every possession.
1: Yeah, uh, I feel like we kind of got used to with Ken Burch out, being out for so long uh, and, at, and at so many points last season. We kind of got used to this Raptors offense just not having a true roller to the rim on a pick and roll. Fred VanVleet mentioned it. Um, I believe it was in training camp when he said you know, thank God we got a guy like Christian Coloco because now he can run these high pick and rolls, come downhill, and what our defense is going to do? I mean, Evan Mobley on, on one specific play in the first quarter, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading this in my game notes where Evan Mobley, instead of just attacking Fred Van Vliet and stepping up, he gave him that floater. And Fred's not really a floater guy, Kyle. You know what I mean? He's not that he's not that guy. And he's going to have a lot more opportunities this year to take advantage of that. He's going to get that space with Christian Coloco coming downhill, um, attracting, I I said, Coloco's gravity on the pick and roll kind of forced Evan to stay home, watch for that alley-oop, because Coloco can get up there, and then that gave Fred the easy floater. I love that, personally. And then um, Coloco also, he's going to be annoying. He's going to be very annoying for defenses coming downhill um, on these pick and rolls, whether it's Fred or Delano or whoever it is, because defenses are going to have to make a decision. And if you have a guy that can finish at the rim like Coloco, um, you're going to have... A little bit of a problem remember we're not calling this guy hall of fame we're not calling him an all-star but this is a guy who was selected you know late late in the draft this is not a top 10 pick like scotty barnes was last season this is a guy that you know when i was i'm referring back to the show again that i did with uh swar lasers or us uh, we both projected that you know we wouldn't see a lot of christian coloco this season at all and then the chris boucher injury happened and Otto porter's out and so there's open spots in the rotation Christian Coloco, I think, made the made the most of it. So, you know, you've got to give kudos um, to Christian for sure. And then Delano Banton, on the other hand, he just looks like he belongs. He's moving in all the right spots offensively. He was given a lot of ball handling duties, um, you know, in this game. Uh, he had a nice extra pass to Scotty Barnes in the first quarter. Scotty Barnes hit the elbow three. Um, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the young players so far. Um, and I know a lot of people you know in the live comments are as well um they're impressed with Coloco um, he has a long way to go he has a long way to go but remember he's super young he's not a he's not a fantastic rim finisher but he's a rim disruptor defensively and he's a guy that's going to force like i said defenses to stay honest at the rim um he is that alleyoop threat and i think Fred's going to be given a lot of opportunities coming downhill this season because of that um, going into the more of the second quarter Kyle um, you know, the Raptors, it was probably their worst quarter, easily. They were sloppy on defense. Um, a lot of dribble penetration allowed. Donovan Mitchell came in the game and just absolutely dominated. He was knifing through the defense, um, to use a phrase that that William Lou used uh, in his tweet, um, for layups. I mean, it was just easy. Everything came easy for Donovan Mitchell in the second quarter. Uh, he was finding, you know, Chetty Osman or... or um What's his name? Something Dean. I always forget his name. It's that it's that one powerful. Yeah, Dean Wade, Dean Wade. Dean Wade. Um, he's finding him in the corner for kick out yeah, quarter three. I'm, sorry man. He's just, I'm name, sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. He's just one of those guys. I'm just Do not going to remember. Um, But the Raptors did let Donovan Mitchell dictate the game and they were outscored 26 to 12 in the paint in the first half. Everything just came easy. Um, Third quarter, a little bit more competitive, Kyle. Um, but what did you think overall in the contrast between that second quarter and then the rest of the second half?
0: Yeah, I, I think a lot of it, yeah, was uh, Mitchell just cooking, and sometimes that's uh, that's what happens. But to be fair, I, I didn't really like some of the lineup decisions. I don't know why. Um, I, I don't know why we're not giving Scotty more run uh, with the with the bench unit, or at least like Scotty plus shooters. I I think. Um, okay, fine. We've already conceded that he won't be, we meaning like you, the Raptors organization, organization has conceded that he won't be like the main option late in games. He's not going to be the, the star of the team right now. That's fine. But he can at least run the second unit uh, without Siakam. And I felt like maybe it's a it's a personalities issue now like he he doesn't necessarily he hasn't asserted himself but when he asserts himself and he sort of takes over as a playmaker he is so so good and i talked about the the nola pass but just in general his um like you know lead guard minutes if you want to call it that and mm-hmm. I, I we don't have the numbers in front of us yet cuz it's so quick after the game his lead guard minutes are just look so good the offense moves in such a specific like space friendly way. And the rapper's biggest problem is spacing. And for whatever reason, maybe it's because Scotty's a super capable playmaker and therefore they're not going over help on him because he's, he's capable of finding an open man or whether it's just because, you know, the guys are knocking down open shots. The Scotty centric offense looks really, really good. And I, I'm, I'd like to see as much as that as possible going forward.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um that well that's why I retweeted you when you tweeted that I mean the he looks good. Point guard. He looks like to, the right? man. Yeah. He looks like he he looks like he, he's been given that role in training camp and in preseason and he's finally really starting to warm up to it. And I like it. I personally like it. And I think it's gonna help Fred Van Vliet a lot this season, a guy who's exhausted near the end of the year of all the ball handling duties that he he was responsible for. Um, it's going to help a lot. I think the more ball handlers you have, it's just going to make your offense run that much more smoothly. I think that's one of the most um, you know, pressing and, and significant things that were brought up leading up to this game is, can the Raptors really operate? doesn't matter who's ball handling. Can they operate in that half-court offense, Kyle? <laughs> and the first quarter, it looked pretty damn good. I mean, OG looked like he was finding the right spots. Pascal, um, did not care that he was going up against one of the best shot-blocking, if not the best shot-blocking front court duo in the league. He was attacking the rim. Um, you know, Gary Trent Jr. was spacing it really well. I think you saw a lot of good things early on um, in, I guess, some, I want to say, aspects of the game for Toronto that many people thought would be issues. Now, I'm not ready yet to say that guys like Dad Young at the end of the rotation today... Um, Delano Manton, he Christian looked kind Coloco. of lost
0: today. That. that looked yeah, really lost in a weird he way because he's, he's such a vet, and it, it's hard yeah. to see a guy like that make like some kind of weird errors. He looked the, the, more kind of like a rookie, person. yeah,
1: yeah. He looked more like a rookie than Christian Coloco today, which was kind of weird. I feel like Christian just played unleashed, Delano kind of played unleashed, they didn't really care about making mistakes, and I think that's when you can find um the best in these players. Um, but yeah, that other than you know, that one corner three he hit, uh, that was swung to him um he did kind of look like he you know maybe didn't belong a little bit but you know i'm not again I'm, it's, we're one game in i'm not ready to say that daddy young should be moved out of the rotation or anything like that especially with Otto and boucher dealing with injuries um i think all you can ask from that at this point is just to swing that ball around and play honest defense hit the corner three whenever you can um you know shot selection is it's it's extremely important i think for Thaddeus young knowing that you know I can take this shot and I cannot take this shot. The corner three, I mean, Nick Nurse has almost conditioned each player on the team to be able to shoot that corner three. You never want to, I mean, if Precious Achua was doing it at an extremely, you know, efficient rate at the end of last year and when Precious is doing it, I mean, at that point, you're going to give the green light to everybody to shoot that three. Um, but yeah, that young didn't look great. I feel like most players for, for Toronto did look good in spurts. Um, were there any other specific players in this game that caught your eye? we should mention
0: barnes is a plus 20 it's the highest in the team he had seven assists which is yeah. um like you know i think last year he averaged maybe three and a half so doubling last year's average i think he can be around easily five or six assists tonight especially if he maintains this level of usage um show played about seven minutes and has a minus eight he basically came in the game he sank it up and they they, they sat him on the bench Maybe permanently. I don't know how much run that he's gonna get. I'm trying to think of the other new guys that are worth mentioning. Otherwise, it's just sort of the same crowd. I thought OG at the beginning. I I don't like the OG centric offense. But if he can be satisfied with being a true role player, uh, you know, get those little duck ins, stay in the dunker spot, get the the dump offs from the Scotty possessions, get the kickouts from the Pascal possessions, get those like this you know the swing swing stuff to the far corner he can be like a tremendous player i thought he started off the game pretty weak and he ended the game tremendously he had some nice passes he's always been an underrated playmaker and um i think that his playmaking is underrated largely because his ball handling and his creation is bad but as a passer um he's got super good instincts and he's always going to find the open guy in, in in like in a timely fashion a lot of passing is not technique, it's just timing. And OG is great timing as a passer. Um, but the, the possessions that he runs almost never look good. And, and to be fair, uh, it seems as if every year prior to this one, we had like the, is OG gonna break out the 1 million articles from, or maybe at least two members of this show um, being claiming it's OG's breakout year, and and this year that didn't really happen. Maybe the pressure's off, and that unleashes him in a way. Maybe it's just we've sort of become accustomed. We we've given up on the OG breakout project and just accepted him as a uh, as a role player. And I think that's fine. It's okay to be a role player. He's a tremendous role player, and I was happy with his performance tonight. I was really happy. I thought he actually played his standing, um, despite the fact that he was five for twelve and. Had, a, you know, three turnovers and some some pretty ugly, you know, back down type possessions.
1: Yeah, I think the good thing with OG is that you can, you can chalk up kind of his offensive mistakes to, um, you know, just it being a bad game. OG, I think, is going to be in a lot more spots this year where he's going to have a, lo- a very efficient year. I think he doesn't really have to do too much. I think if he gives you, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 points per game, gives you all NBA defense... This, the Raptors are in a very good situation because they don't need OG to put up 20 points per game. They don't need him to put up 22, 24 points per game. Um, He's in a very specified role that I think accentuates all of his strengths. Um, This may be the year that we see OG, you know, finally go over that hump and 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 get that all NBA or all defense um recognition. I think the best play of the game, Joe Wolfond on Twitter from the score, um, I thought, you know, he tweeted about it and I and I quote tweeted him and I thought the play of the game was that final defensive switch that OG got on Evan Mobley when Evan Mobley was uh you know short rolling to the rim. Evan Mo- Mobley was absolutely stonewalled at the rim by OG. Like he was expecting nobody to be there and OG Ananobi was there waiting for him, came crashing down from the weak side corner. Um this is the type of these are the type of plays you need from guys like OG Ananobi, Right? Yeah, this, this I didn't is, even
0: I didn't even mention the defense because it just goes without saying. Like he's yeah. he will always be that guy on that end of the floor. And I, I agree with this comment completely. Every single team he he's breaking into the starting five. Any NBA team, and that includes 100%. the Warriors. I think he plays for. Yeah, I think he plays for almost any team in the NBA. I think he plays for every team in the NBA. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick to it. This is a hot take. I don't care. I think he starts for every team in the NBA easily. Walks into the starting lineup. Um, yeah. And the Raptors are lucky to have a guy like that. Uh, they, whether the touches are because they think that's their best offense or whether that's to appease him emotionally. Like he, I know there's been like some chatter who knows how real that is. Oftentimes it seems like people just make stuff up about like the X player is unhappy in their role because they're not getting enough touches or they're not, you know, whatever. That's sort of, that's like the most classic lazy sports journalism. So I'm not sure. I don't know if I even want to buy into that, but I'm not sure if the touches are because they need to placate him or because they actually think they're good shots, but if it's the latter and they think it's good, they're they're really good. Touch like touches really good shots. I, I would uh, I would urge the Raptors to reconsider and and maybe put the ball in in Pascal's hands. Like I think Pascal can handle a bigger offensive load. He looked great tonight. We barely spoke about him because he's just like that's he's Pascal. just Pascal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what are we even supposed to Pascal. say? Yeah, he's good. He's the best player on the team. I think. Yeah, and- oftentimes like people kind of because the 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 nature of the show is like it's so immediate. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't sure. even think about like I don't think about Pascal a lot of the time because it's like that's just an everyday Pascal performance. Uh I also when you know you guys are mentioning the refs in the chat. I don't what do you want us to say about it? every time people mention the refs, what do you want us to say about the refs? I don't care. You, if they were good or bad, I don't I don't care about the reps, it's just part of the game. Unless it's like a horrible decision. So
1: yeah, I, I think if we go back to OG, Kyle. One thing that stands out, this is a guy, if you look at his career stats, 1.4 assists career on a per-game basis. Um, In this game, five assists. Last season, um, you know, he played 36 minutes a game. And yes, he did only play 48 games, but 36 minutes a game, 2.6 assists. This is a guy that's not known, you know, not not necessarily, I think, on a a Gary Trent Jr. level to really be a a ball stopper, um, so to speak, but... OG's not known to, you know, have high assist numbers. And I think him having five assists is a very good start because, um, you know, you look at the rest of the guys, Pascal Siakam, he doesn't get one assist very often. He had one assist in the game. But I think if you, if you look at it, you know, from a surface level, you're wondering, well, maybe Pascal should have passed more. No, he was driving in. He was doing a great job of, of, of you know, bringing in the defense, attracting all the de- Cleveland Cavalier defenders inside, kicking it out. It's just the Cavs were really, really good at getting to that first guy that Pascal was getting to. Their switches were really good, but the ball kept moving, and that's what the Raptors have become so good at. And a lot of times, OG was that second-to-last guy to touch it, and he's swinging it to the next guy, and that's an assist. So 18 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists for OG Ananobi in 38 minutes is pretty damn good. And, you know, for the Raptors, they played 10 guys tonight, you know, from the starting 5 to Precious, Christian, Thaddeus, Delano, and then they played uh, our, our, our favorite guy, Bo Cruz, um, for seven minutes in this game. Um, they went 10 deep, but I think you almost had to because, um, you know, I was uh, I tweeted earlier, you know, in the night that I think part of the reason why the fourth quarter was so high-octane was because the game was moving fast, the pace was, was increased, uh, you know, tenfold. And I think a lot of that had to do with fatigue, Kyle. I think a lot of guys were tired. They weren't used to playing a full game just yet. This is the first game of the season. Preseason, you're usually playing that first half, maybe three quarters, and then you're out, right? And you're letting the second and third units take over. Um, I feel like we started seeing a little bit of noodle legs at the end of the game, and that was leading to a lot of fast break opportunities, a lot of transition opportunities. Um, You know, Jared Allen, he had some massive, massive blocks in the game Um, You know, OG Ananobi with some with some big shots. It it was everything was happening very fast. Right. And I think um, for Toronto, it was it was important that they kind of calmed it down once they felt like it was getting out of control and getting in Cleveland's favor. They calmed it down. You know, it came a little bit of a half court game and then they just started drawing fouls. And you saw a very Toronto esque grinded out win um, at the end there. Um, Other than OG, you know, and obviously, you know, we talk about Pascal uh, ad nauseum on this show. Were you impressed with, you know, the other three starters and Fred, Gary, Scotty?
0: I thought Fred's restraint was like commendable. He took nine shots. Um, He he shot 50% from three and and he didn't force anything, which was, you know, I think we talked about a lot on this show last year in general. Like he, he, there were moments in which Fred forced, put up a lot of unnecessary shots and, um, he seems to be more content with being basically a floor spacer. You don't bring the ball up and get them into an offense, but don't necessarily like take all the possessions for yourself. He did kind of quietly play 39 minutes. It'd be nice to see. uh, And it's not even a criticism. It's just like, I would hope that they're capable of mixing in like, uh, whether it be Banton or Flynn, or I don't even know, like someone else who can initiate the offense and get Fred a rest. Cause like, you know, the minutes are going to, quickly add up and it kind of happened last year. You saw like the guy, the Raptors are basically dead by February. So um <laughs> we'll see, like
1: hopefully not eventually.
0: Yeah. Eventually it'd be nice if they had a, a backup point guard who had, you know, enough juice that they can give Fred a break. But I thought in general, Fred played a really quiet, but excellent game. I, I love Freddie as an off ball spacer, as like, Yes. A guy as a spot up shooter, and I think that's always been his best role. That's when he played the best basketball of his career, uh, in the 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 Milwaukee series, and then the um, the Warrior series to win the Raptors a championship. He was basically like a second side ball handler, floor spacer type guy, and and that's that's his best role. I hope he gets back to that this year, and a lot of those again. We're clear now. Touches. I'm like remodeling the offensive architecture of the Raptors. I'm, I'm. We're. We're taking out the walls. Where I'm like redoing the tiling. I'm doing. I'm doing everything. Nice. Like I, I want. I want more shots for Pascal, and I want more shots for Scotty. I'm. I'm. I'm fine cutting a lot of these other shots out of the the offense. I'm cool. That's fine.
1: I think that's fine. I'm. I think I'm okay with that as well. Um, going back to the fatigue that I was mentioning, um, people. You know, people mentioned the preseason. You know, Kyle, and they go, you know, well, this is why we do preseason. This is why you do training camp. Like, there shouldn't be a fatigue factor. Well, I mean, I hate to say it to you, but, you know, players are getting back in game shape in a competitive five-on-five settings, but most players, and, and particularly the starters, aren't playing this late in the game, like like I mentioned, right? Which is why in the fourth quarter you saw tons of blow-bys, uh, massive dunks by Christian Coloco, Scotty Barnes, uh, like I mentioned, the big blocks by Jared Allen, big shots by OG Ananobi, um, everything happened very fast. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, are going to mention, well, well, if we went 10 deep, then why didn't Malachi Flynn get a chance to play? Well, the Cavs are a pretty big team. Like, if we're talking size, this is a very, very large team. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Karis LeVert. I know he's not that big of a guy, but off the bench, they got Kevin Love, Dean Wade. You know, Coro's a pretty big swing man. Like these are These are big dudes. Um, You know, this was going to be a physical game. And I think, you know, it's tough for Nick Nurse to go. There's only so many minutes that can go around. It's tough for Nick Nurse to go, you know, I'm going to throw in Malachi for 10 minutes because that's 10 minutes that you're taking away um, from someone else. Um, I know Raptors fans, they love making very hasty, you know, remarks and decisions sometimes based on the rotation. Guys, Malachi Flynn's not out of the rotation. Like, I I wanted to just say that right now uh he's not out of the rotation but at the same time you, you cannot be shocked this season if guys like Malachi Flynn and honestly even guys like Delano Banton you know Wancho Goma, like some of these guys just may not get much minutes this year if everyone's healthy remember a lot of these guys were getting minutes in past seasons Kyle when injuries were happening and the Raptors have been a very injury I don't want to even say injury prone but they've suffered a lot of injuries dating all the way back to the COVID season right so um this is a team that's that's dealt with, uh, you know, situations where you have to throw in some of these depth guys. Right now, they're almost fully healthy. I mean, Chris Boucher is not there, um, you know, uh, Otto Porter's not there just yet. When those guys get back, and you're looking at the rest of the team, there, there's just not going to be many minutes to go around, Kyle. No.
0: Yeah, I I do want to touch on like the conditioning thing over time. I, people seem to think that it means that it's an indictment of the players, and oftentimes it's because the only time we talk about like playing yourself in a game shape is like, there's that viral picture of Harden looking like huge, looked like he spent the whole off season. One of those, those like Vegas buffets you see on TikTok where they weigh you before you go in. And, and when you go out to charge you for your food, like that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's one element of things, but even like really good athletes, you don't just, it takes months to get into the right shape to play competitive basketball. That's normal. So it's it's going to be, and not only like conditioning wise, but just like shooting wise, uh, responsible mm-hmm. like mentally, focus wise. It's going to take a couple weeks to a month to look like a really good NBA team. So uh, th- that that should be expected. If you watch any of the other games tonight, like I, if you watch any of the, the games yesterday, like or I guess the game yesterday. No, there were a couple. Uh, the the league is not looking great. And that's fine. It's the first couple days. <laughs> that's what basketball yeah. looks like at this
1: stage. I mean, the Lakers are just bad. If we're going to talk yeah, about the Lakers. They're, I'm they're sorry just, if you had to watch the yesterday. They're just a bad, bad no. basketball. We yeah. just saw one of the best teams in the league just go up against a team that's just not going to be great in the Western Conference this year. And I'm sorry it's all the LeBron fans out there. But, um, you know, the Lakers just didn't look good. Fatigue or not or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it is what it is. Um, the Celtics 76ers game was great. I don't want to, you know, go off topic too much, but that 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 was pretty good. I mean, that was a hard-fought contest. I enjoyed that. Um, but in this game, I think you saw, you know, in the Raptors-Cavs game, you saw a lot of um, what you expected. You saw some things that you didn't expect in the form of Delano Banton and Christian Coloco and Scotty Barnes' role um, increasing a little bit, um, you know, And you saw some great things from the Cavs as well. I mean, I know we don't talk about the other team that often, but like I said earlier, this is a very, very, very good basketball team. Um, You know, I was kind of worried from the outside looking in, kind of thinking, you know what, maybe it's going to take the Cavs a little longer, a lot longer than a lot of people think for Donovan Mitchell to come in and kind of gel with that team. Because remember, you're just throwing in a 25-point-per-game scorer in there and just hoping he'll gel, right? Um, and this is coming from a team where Darius Garland did a lot of the scoring for them last season, uh, you know, and he's going to have to kind of just give it up, I guess, to Donovan Mitchell quite a bit. He had 31 points and 35 minutes, nine assists from Donovan Mitchell as well. Um, this is a game that Darius Garland only played 13 minutes um, and he was out, like I said earlier, with a right eye injury. Um,
0: we, um, I should mention, we have no tax man. That, that the pro the, no more yeah we about. should we are we should give out a player of the game but this is a good yeah. opportunity to say uh if you want to advertise on this show reach out to one of us on on uh, on twitter and uh and we'll talk numbers i don't know <laughs> a couple <laughs> hundred thousand per episode something like yeah, that just a couple, <laughs> yeah, a couple, just a couple. nothing serious episode. but uh until then we're just going to give out a generic player of the game <laughs> like i don't even we don't even have a slogan we've got nothing um but to me i, I think it kind of has to be i mean we'll give it to coloco why not actually i was gonna say scotty but there there'll be other moments for scotty that coloco had a really good debut and this is kind of what he needs yeah so, i to mean to saying spicy p it, it's gonna happen too many times this is like an average pascal game
1: yeah i mean i feel like a lot of what we did last season was constantly give that player of the game to pascal just because I mean, naturally, he's just the best player on the team, and he probably was the player of the game for the majority of the games last season, but I think we're going to change it up a little this year. Which player most impressed you? Kyle says Christian Coloco. I'm okay with that, to be honest. I'm, I'm fine with it because I didn't really expect much from Christian. and He looks like a guy that, you know, you can give him 15 minutes like you did tonight um, until Chris Boucher gets back, and he's not going to look like he's totally out of control. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of the other guys, of course, OG, like we said, had a pretty good game. Gary hit some timely shots near the end. Um, But if we're talking about players that, you know, you just didn't really expect this from and they came in and impressed, Christian Coloco's in that discussion. I know, like I said earlier, Delano Banton only played nine minutes, but he's in that discussion. He he just didn't look lost, which is great for a second-year player. Um, Fred did a great, great job leading today. A lot of communication. um, A lot of great steals. Uh, drawing a ton of fouls. Fred did great as well. I'm okay with Christian Coloco, though. I'm okay with that because genuinely, Kyle, I don't know if we're ever going to mention him again in terms of which player most (laughs) impressed you for the rest of the season. We're going to take advantage of (laughs) it. Yes, especially when Chris Boucher gets back. So uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, I know Raptors fans were were excited from what they saw from the young rookie tonight as well. Um, I think that will wrap it up for us tonight. I mean, this was a fun post-game live show. Obviously, hopefully later in the season, we're going to have more uh, of our hosts on our co-hosts and Oren Weisfeld, who was uh, at the game, covering the game at the Scotiabank Scotiabank Arena. Uh, Aiden Moss will hopefully be on very soon. We're going to have some special guests like I had earlier in the preseason. I know a lot of people enjoyed some of the guests that we brought on. We might bring on some Raptors of Public um, colleagues of ours as well. Who knows? Um, It should be fun, but... This was great. I mean, this was the season opener. Cleveland Cavaliers, Toronto Raptors. Your Raptors came away with a 108-105 win. This was great for Toronto coming off and starting off the season 1-0. This live show is produced by none other than Keon Haddad. He's in the background. He's doing all the legwork that you guys see, all the all the switching, all the video, all the all that good stuff. Right now, he's you can't see him, guys, but he's flexing. He's feeling himself in the background right now. Uh, before you guys leave us tonight myself and Kyle Brickman need you to subscribe to the Raptors Republic YouTube as well as our podcast channel. You can search Rapcast on uh, anywhere where you listen to your podcast. This was the wrap up your official Raptors Republic of post game live show where your Raptors defeated the Cavs 108-105. That's 1 and 0, undefeated, untouched this season. That was it for myself, Kyle and Keon. Um Kyle, any last words before we head out?
0: No, like the video. I'm excited for this year and uh, I'll see
1: you Friday. Friday, Brooklyn. Sounds good.